Hey, traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, November 9, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on that docket today? We have what's called a reversal day on the chart in the candle. The volume certainly had a pickup from the last several days, but it wasn't tremendous volume. But what we do know is price is the absolute. It is a reversal candle. And it was, as they say in the trading parlance, an on-time type situation. Now, frankly, I thought they'd get a little higher before they turned around. They once again left 438.64, which is this gap, unscathed. It's very interesting. The high over here was 438.14. Today's high was 438.47. Now, you would say, why would you split hairs over pennies? Ah, they filled the gap. It's close enough. Yeah, on the chart, it looks like that. But the reality is, is they didn't. Mrs. Market is playing a little bit of tomfoolery. So here's what we're going to focus on. We've got this upsloping trend line, and you can see where this comes more clearly from the weekly chart. So you've got this pivot, a connector, and that's your line. Now they've tested it over here. They got below, recaptured it. It's still important until they either give it up or get to the other side of that triangle over there. Can they spike the trend line, fill the gap, and pop back up? Yes, they can. What if they spike the trend line, fill the gap, and keep going lower? That's bearish. The gap we're talking about is right here at 430.76. Next week is regular way options expiration week where weird stuff happens. Are they pulling the market back in front of options expiration week and then go up next week, jump over the said gap at 438.64 and get up into the upper end of this trend line right around that 442.65 area, give or take. That certainly could be on the docket. We don't know. It's just one possible schematic. It's sticky note worthy. What's another possible schematic that could be happening? Well, I'll give you two more real quick. The first one is they collapse all the way back down. We don't know that will or won't be the case, but when you look at the weekly chart and this weekly candle, this big time weekly candle doesn't generally get reversed so fast. It can, it has in the past, but generally speaking, there were buyers in there. It was a reversal week, a reversal week is far more greater in terms of the magnitude than a reversal day. The other possible schematic, and there's many, but these are the prevalent ones, is you had a leg up from the low, fair enough. You have a pullback leg, also known as the B leg of the ABC formulated pattern, and then you would have a C leg making a new high officially above the high of the A leg. That's another possible scenario. We've seen that one before. Keep this one in mind. Generally speaking, the market is trying to make you believe it's doing something before it actually does the thing that it's going to do. What that's called in the trading parlance is a fake out operation. 
Now, remember our breakdown box up here? So what did they do? Let's look at the big picture. Forget the gap above. Forget the reversal day that she put in today. Just forget all that stuff and say, what happened? Let's look at this thing logically from a big picture perspective. She broke down, created a breakdown box by eating time off the clock here before the breakdown. Came all the way back really quick last week to the breakdown box. Not able to get above the breakdown box. Okay, so be it. Peaked their head above today, made a new high, pulled back, put in a reversal day. That doesn't mean it has to be a reversal for six weeks. It doesn't have to be a death sentence for the market. It can be. We don't know today what's going to happen next Thursday. We just use the information that we have on the charts each and every day. We take the market at face value. We're the umpire calling balls and strikes. If you asked me yesterday, is it likely that they top out, pull all the way back before filling that gap after being all the way up here and after running up here that quickly last week, I would say, no, they've got to fill the gap. Well, guess what? So far as of today, I was wrong. I'm not afraid to be wrong. I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again. No trader, no investor, no market pundit, analyst, or anybody else is going to be right 100% of the time. In fact, we have a trader in the live room named Chad that told me and told us today this was exactly what was going to happen. He said they're not going to fill the gap. They're going to pull back first, maybe do it next week, quote, unquote. Pretty nice call, Chad. Just getting another perspective. We're looking at a two-hour chart, and you see this pivot low here or low here, which is 433.01. That's important. Why? It's the area where they gapped up to open the tape and went higher. Now they've come back to this area. Mrs. Market told us it's important because that's where she opened up on that day on the 23rd. Sorry, on the 3rd of November. Below that, you have no man's land under normal garden variety conditions. She's going to put up a bull bear battle at that place. She paid a visit around that place today. Low of day today, 433.40 in this candle, 433.45 in this candle. So almost to the 433 kind of coincides with the 200 period moving average on this chart and the trend line. Interesting. Did anybody make money today in the live trading room inside the numbers? Post it under the video. Let's hear something about it. Now, notwithstanding the fact that the market finished near the lows of day, that doesn't have anything to do with the fact that A, it's a morning business, and B, the money is made in the morning, and C, we made money this morning. Doesn't matter what they do after the fact. Market's like a store. You go in for what you need, you pay for it, you get out, you go to the next stop, or you go home. You don't need to stay in the store all day long. You're going to end up buying stuff you don't need. You stay in the market longer than you need, you end up doing what? Making trades you shouldn't. Variable risk you don't need. We talk about this stuff every single day in the live room. Early on at zero dark 30, certainly looked like the market was working their way up to 438.64. And by the way, they did it in the pre-market. And it's not like a shenanigans tail candle. They actually did it. They were up there. They hit it. And then they went down after that. So... It doesn't do it for me. I like it regular session. However, they did do it in the pre-market. Mrs. Market knows about that place. 
You can read the rhetoric for yourself, pause the video, go back to the chart and double check all the work. The flip side was getting below yesterday's close around 437.20. Sound familiar? Sure it does, because it was yesterday's pivot. Funny how that works. The next place of support, 436.50. Five-minute chart, we think better in pictures. Bingo, bango, 436.50. You could see in this candle here, they hit it and bounced hit it and bounced, then they finally spiked it and bounced right back, gave everybody as much as they were looking for. Six points, eight points, 10 points, 12 points, ES points I'm talking about. Traders got their fill on that trade. They did it on the mini shakeout operation. Later on, they had a real stout shakeout operation, but we don't care. We just want what we want. The market is a mechanism to make money. You don't marry the thing. You don't guess what's going to happen. You don't get upset when what happens you didn't think was going to happen, all that stuff. The market's a mechanism to pull some money out and go about your business. That's the way we treat it inside the numbers and in the live room. 907, they were pushing higher. We don't need to look at that stuff because they didn't go any higher. We were looking for a short around 440, actually a little bit in front of it. But they didn't do it, so we pass it along. They got to the showtime zone. They bounced back in the other direction. There's your scalp. Some traders took it at 437.25. Some traders took it down a little bit lower at 436.50. Either way, they gave you the deal. Staying above 437.25 was the bull case. You'll see this, and you heard this all day long or all morning long in the live room. That's the bull case for 438.65. However, getting below is not. Getting below was the case to fall. There's that 436.50 front end of the next showtime zone. I jumped a little ahead before. Stay with me down to 435.85. There was the bottom end. They got kind of in between and bounced back in the other direction. Scalp with potential. They gave the potential. On the way back up, 437.20 to 437.50 is a zone which is a target and overhead resistance. Above 437.50 opens a door for another push higher. There's your target on the way back up. We provide entries, exits, profit targets, stop areas. It's called, in the trading parlance, the whole ball of wax. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. It's all in here, just wanted to highlight a few things We had traders that took two long trades. We had traders that took short trades. We had traders that took three long trades. We had traders that trade the stocks on the move and the SPY or options on the SPY or the ES or the MES or the SPY itself or the XPSL, XPSX, all that stuff, tongue-tied. What about stocks on the move? We're going to take a look at Cisco, Becton Dickinson, Fiverr, and Bill. Not William, but Bill. How about Cisco getting a buzz cut at the opening bell? The number was $51.96. They came into it. They spiked it by a little bit, not much, and did what? Had a reversal and a rocket back up in the other direction. They gave you the deal and then some. And then what did they do into the end of the day? When the market was selling off, they came right back to what? The same place. The numbers work. 
BDX, Becton Dickinson getting their haircut at the open. You see that zone there, 235.58 to 232.24. They spiked the first number, hit the second, spiked it, reversed right back up, gave you the deal. If you're painting by the numbers, you're buying half at the first or a third at the first, a third at the second. There was a third, but they never got there. And the market turns around and gives you the deal. How about Fiverr? Opened slightly below the number, ripped it back up in the other direction. We did have some participants in Fiverr. They essentially bought it in between the first and the second number, but they opened below the first. So technically, the trade is off the table. But what we can say is the numbers work. How about Bill getting a buzz cut at the open? Opened up, went down into the number, spent some time testing the number, and then did what? turned around and had its rocket ride back up in the other direction. Look where this thing went to. And in the middle of the day, this thing was halted and we had a couple of traders in the live room in this thing when it was halted. We were looking at it. Everybody gets panicked when there's a halt and if the market's trading down or Bill was trading down, there may be reason to panic. But after a move like this, I said, they can open this thing back up. And as soon as I said, I was talking about even up here, as soon as I started talking about it, the stock opened back up Got an extra two bucks out of it, so we had some profits in the pocket in bill. Extra bills in the pocket. Pun intended. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, we don't need this anymore. This was resistance. It's over. This was just a gap, and they cut through it like a hot knife through butter today. And the last line of defense is back down at these lows right here. Are they going to fill this gap and go lower? Are they going to fill this gap and bounce off of it? Are they even going to get to this gap? We won't know tonight, but what we will do is pay attention and watch the market in real time because we take the market at face value. We don't project what is going to happen. We can at times react to what is happening. That's where trades are born from. We'll look at this one in the live room. We do it each and every day. Another day with relative weakness, which we've seen the last couple of days in Camp IWM. It is my favorite market-leading indicator. What's my second favorite market-leading indicator? How about the folks down at the transportation department? Yesterday, they were making a bullish, flaggish kind of deal above the 20-period moving average. Today, they gave it up, filled this gap down here, changes the chain. They broke the chain of what was happening. So now there's something different happening below all the moving averages. First order of businesses, the trend is your friend until your shit gets thrown out the window. That's item number one. Item number two is if they get below this low here, happens to be 14,221 and change, that opens a door to no man's land where you have a looming gap down below. Changes the complexion of what's going on. You could have an A move up and a B leg down, and a C leg up, or you could just have a total collapse. And we don't know which one it's going to be just yet. Remember, we still have all the wall of worry items out there. What about the Q people? They were down a little bit less than 1%, so we're just going to take it at face value above all the moving averages, trend is your friend situation. It's a pullback. They left 376 untouched. I think that number has to be completed just like the gap in the SPY. And what do you say? After this many days up in a row is a pullback day out of the ordinary. The short version is, no, not really. XLF down less than one half of 1%. This is a pullback situation. 
This is like eating time off the clock in and amongst these moving averages. There's nothing terrible on this particular chart, on the daily chart, and they may need some more time to eat off the clock. They may have to come fill this gap, but this isn't anything in particular. This is building energy for another move higher until it's not. What about Smash Mouth? Now, they were up earlier today. They were up nicely ahead of everything else, relative strength. But then what happened? They reversed. They finished near the lows. They spiked the high and pulled back. Now, we don't know whether that's going to be long-lasting. They go all the way down here. Or is it just a pullback? Remember, what's the first thing we see? They're above all the moving averages. The trend is your friend. They went up a lot of days in a row. A pullback is in order. They also have a very similar situation to the S&P 500 or the SPY. Check this out. There is an unfulfilled gap above. They went to go get it over here on the 12th of October. They didn't hit it. They collapsed all the way back down, came all the way back within a stone's throw, spitting distance. And they still didn't do it. What happens a lot of times, whether it's this or the S&P 500 or any chart whatsoever, sometimes they'll play games with it like they're doing now. And one day you'll wake up and they're gapping above it. That happens a lot. In terms of the SMH, above all the moving averages, the trend is still in the your friend camp. Might want to write this one down on a sticky. I'll give you this one going away. 149.50 is an important number in SMH. Getting below, staying below, closing candles below, 5-minute, 10-minute, 15-minute, hourly, 2-hour, daily. That's not going to be good for Team SMH. Smash mouth. And by the way, have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.